to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Deanna Figueredo, who is the owner of DFIG Connects, and she's also an executive coach, all for leadership development coaching group that helps corporations with their leaders. Um, she's also the previous owner of a luxury yoga retreat, and we're going to talk about all about her story and how she came to be this business guru that she is today. Hi, Deanna, how Thank are you? I'm great. Um, thank you for having me today, Alexa. I'm really excited to chat with you. Me too. We were chatting a little bit before the recording, but like, and I didn't realize that you're in like Peru right now. I mean, living there, like that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a trip. I'll be here two years this March. So um, basically COVID. A, <laughs> the whole time, the whole yeah. time. And so that's why, um, but yeah, I'm here. I'll probably be here until a little bit toward the end of this year. And then I'll probably move back to the United States. That's cool. Um, are you excited to eventually come back or do you like living in Peru? I'm really excited to come back. Peru is not my favorite place I've ever lived. It was really tough to live here during the pandemic. Um, while it seems kind of dreamy, it's, it wasn't, it, it, you know, when your crisis response system is in a different country with, yeah. with a different language and different efficiencies, um, it's really hard to live somewhere that you don't know how to do that. Um, you yeah. don't know how to have a cri- crisis here. So that was really tough for me, but I've adjusted and adapted and I'm used, I'm more used to living here. And now I'll hopefully live between the two places, um, between New York and Peru. And that will be really nice. Yeah. And your husband's from Peru, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's Peruvian. He grew up here. He's Limeño. He's from Lima. Um, so we have his network and family and friends here as well. So it's, it's also probably nice having him. Like he probably helped you kind of learn to adjust and things like that. Yeah. If I didn't have him here, I wouldn't have stayed here. Um, he's the sole reason that I moved here. Um, so it might make sense to like, kind of explain how, how I got yeah, here. I was, yeah, okay. I was gonna have you come. We're going to go back and, uh, like start your story. Sure. Sure. So thank you for asking me that. And I love, I love that you asked the question of what is your story? Um, because at the top of my website, when you go to it, it says, do you want to write your own story? And a lot of my coaching involves having people write their own story, taking autonomy and agency over your life and realizing that you get to write your own story. You don't have to live the way that other people say you should, or the way society says you should. So I love that you, and I love collecting people's stories as well. So I think it's really cool that you do that. Um, so thank you for asking me mine. Yeah, and, um, of course. Yeah. So, so I grew up in New York um, and I studied abroad in Spain when I was younger and um, really like always wanted to live in Manhattan, always wanted to work in Manhattan and was kind of like living out that dream. I worked in advertising technology for 13 years um, at a variety of different companies and really worked my way up there. My most previous position was at Pinterest. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool. I was there pre and post IPO. Um, so I was like really living large there. And when I was um, when I was living this life, I was traveling the world a lot by myself. And I found that when I would go on yoga retreats, it was some of the best way to travel alone. And as a woman, traveling alone can be, can be difficult. Yeah. But I had the money and I wanted to travel and wasn't going to let my like waiting for my friends hold me back. So... I started going on yoga retreats, which was a great way to meet people and feel safe. And um, when I was on a yoga retreat, I was like, 
I can do this. I can start a yoga retreat company. So I decided to launch my own yoga retreat company. I launched it with a partner who owned her own business before that. So it helped to give me the confidence that I could start a business uh, with someone else. And then while I was there, I was kind of like burning the candle at both ends. I was working in tech and running this business. And on, I went on a yoga retreat or rather I went on a scouting trip to Peru to check out um, Machu Picchu and see what would be a good area to host a retreat. And there I met my now husband. Um, I met him on Tinder. He's Peruvian. (laughs) And, and and I always would check out the dating apps when I was in these places because it's a great way to have someone show you around and And um, meet people, meet people. Totally. Right. I, I wish I could still use them to like make friends if they were not so, if they were available. Bumble does that. No, I tried it here when I first moved here, but it was like, there was no one on it for BFF. BFF. I, you know, I probably, because it's in, it's an American based company. So like, they just like, it hasn't caught on here. Maybe. Yeah. But I was like desperate for friends and tried it and it didn't work. (laughs) 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 But anyway, so I met him on Tinder and we started dating long distance and we were traveling back and forth to see each other for about a year and a half. And so we decided to take our relationship to the next level. And um, I flew to Peru to say goodbye to his family and friends. And, and then we flew back to the U.S. together with our bags packed together. And he was going to move to New York with me for a little bit. And then we were going to assess and probably move to a different country, just decide the next step for us. Yeah. Um, and when we flew into the Atlanta border... They separated us at the border patrol, um, border control, and put him in a room for like 10 hours without any food or water and detained him and um, went through his phone. They opened up his phone with software and went through our conversations and accused him of coming into the U.S. to marry me um, on a tourist visa, which would be visa fraud, and sent him back to Peru and banned him from the U.S. for five years. Yeah. So it was like crazy. How was, did you find out? Like, was they it- called me while I was waiting for him at the airport. We were supposed to take a connecting flight to, to New York. And they called me to tell me that my boyfriend had been detained and was going back to Peru. And they wouldn't tell me why. And then they let him call me. So I, I couldn't figure out why. I called the lawyer and I couldn't do anything. I was like in a, a mess. So I just, all of our stuff was packed together and I couldn't figure out how to get my hands on it. And I was so worried about him. So I just like went and got on the next flight back to Peru, hoping he'd be on it, like hoping that they would send him back on that one. And he was, so he got on the flight looking all dejected. So sad. (laughs) Yeah, it was so sad. And I flew back with him. Thank God, like we were reunited. I didn't know if he was going to be in a detention camp or whatever, you know? Um, and so I flew back with him and then um, I married him. And um, cause that's what like the next step was to kind of like be together in terms of like, yeah. we talked to a lawyer. We didn't originally want to get married, but we talked to a lawyer and they were like, you have to get married now to be able to make the next steps. And we were in a long distance marriage for a year. And at this time I'm running the yoga retreat business. I'm constantly going on these yoga retreats. I'm burning the, the like, the midnight oil at Pinterest trying to like make things work. And it, it was a little bit of a toxic environment for me working yeah. at a, 
the culture there. Okay. And I was getting really, really burnt out. And um, I was having like anxiety attacks, panic attacks. And I went on antidepressants and I was gained a bunch of weight and yeah. was struggling, you know, just like struggling. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm constantly in Peru or like we're meeting him in like Argentina or Mexico or something like that. Yeah. And it looked really dreamy, but we were at the point where it was like, we wanted to live together. Like we didn't want right. to meet up in a, we didn't want to meet up in a hotel anymore. Or no, Airbnb. of course. Yeah. So, um, so I was asking Pinterest to transfer me to their London office, their Toronto office, their Sydney office or their Sao Paulo office. Yeah. And they were kind of like dangling the carrot and, um, and not really doing it. And, and finally by like December, you know, now COVID is now COVID starts looming. Right. And I, I start hearing about this and I'm noticing that in New York, New York was one of the first, um, cities slash area that started to shut things down and put people yeah. in quarantine. Um, well, first it was Seattle and then, then it came over yeah. to New York and yeah. I'm like telling my husband, like, they're going to shut the borders and I'm not going to be able to like see you or come to you. So, and I was really unhappy at Pinterest and yeah. I didn't feel like they were going to move me. And so I, I quit and I moved to Peru and I moved there the day that the borders closed in Peru to the world and they closed for nine months to the rest of the world. So I flew in on March 15th and then the borders closed on the 16th. And I wow. left my apartment, like I fled my apartment. I fled Manhattan because I could see that the, um, the borders were closing and stuff. So I left it full. My mom had to go into the city and move me out. Um, my mom and my sister moved all my things. It was like really traumatic. I didn't get to say goodbye to some people. Um, it just was like, I had to go. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I, I flew in and we met up at an Airbnb because my husband had been living in various like places and we were just going to get an Airbnb for a few months and then find an apartment. And I moved right into a quarantine and we were just like quarantined together in a Peru had a really strict quarantine. Okay. So we were stuck in an Airbnb for four months together and we didn't even really know each other. We were like, we never lived together. So wow. <laughs> we, were like, <laughs> we, were, we were married, but we didn't like know each other fully. And um, we had to like get to know each other. It was like a trial by fire. And it was really hard. I didn't have any friends. I left my identity behind. I left my yeah. job. I, I left my home, my, my family. Um, and I had a really great network in New York. And I had to learn how to be an outsider here in a new country. And also figure this out during COVID. So I took the time to like really rest and reset and get to know my husband, like learn how to be a couple with him and, um, and meditate and like get my body back to homeostasis. So I stopped like being in fight or flight mode and yeah. having stressors like that, like I, sleeping normally and, you know, just like getting through that burnout. And um, I took like six months off. It, I had to learn how to be still and I had to learn how to not work for a little bit. Like, right. I had to see what it felt like. Like I've been working since I'm 12, you know, like I never was not working. So I had to, I had to see what my body felt like when I took time off. And I did. And I got to rest and reset and meditate and go to therapy and get a coach and do the work, do the healing work. Mm -hmm. um, and in December of that year, I launched my executive coaching business. So um, I launched it on December 2nd. I took training to become a coach and I, and I yeah. knew that I wanted to become a coach. I already had the, the, 
the um, drive for that because in my retreat business, I was like creating these transformational experiences for people. Right. That was, yeah, that was like creating vulnerability and connection. And I loved it. I love that. So I knew. And you had the experience of being in a big business from like Pinterest and all the different things. You had the business part of it. And now you had like the retreat part of it. I could really use my business acumen to like help with like how to build a business. Because when I was at Pinterest, I learned I was a salesperson. I learned how to build someone else's business um, and how to help grow theirs. So now I was like, okay, I know how to grow mine. I had the confidence to start a business because I had started it with someone else before. And I had the know-how of corporate America and being able to like, to do that as well. I just learned, I had to learn how to coach. And I already had started doing that because I was coaching already, like my whole career, basically. I was the person that like, people came to when you made a career transition or people came to for mentor advice or people came to for this. And I always did it. So it was a natural like transition for me. And I loved it too. Like I felt like, um, I don't know. I felt like a healer. Like I felt like some sort of healing, even though that sounds spooky, I liked it. And I, and I like, and I like doing that for people and it worked for me and it made me feel good versus um, some of the other ways that I felt when I was in corporate. Um, so I launched the business and I, and I started to work with people um, making career transitions. So I coached one-on-one in that way. And I started to go into corporations like Microsoft brought me in um, to give workshops on your values, visioning, you're telling your story, figuring out who you are, because I don't want people to like, what happens is people romanticize my life and they're like, wow, you live in Peru and like you married this guy you met and you had a yoga retreat company. And like, it's like, you too can do all that stuff if you think that that's what you want to do. And I want people to know that. Yeah. Um, I want to be like the path less taken that helps them become like be unapologetically themselves and to be really authentic. And I see that when I'm actually being authentic, that's when the best things happen to me. When I have the best um, connections like this, yeah. like this conversation we're having today. Um, yeah, I love it too. When I, yeah. yeah. When I get the most like business as well. Um, so I launched that business and I started working with corporations as well, all virtually. So mind you, this couldn't have happened if, if we didn't have COVID because I work completely virtual, right? So I, now I'm working with all my network. I'm working with Americans and Europeans. And um, then I kind of had a pivot at the end of 20, um, during 2021, where I pivoted um, to work with corporations. So I'm working on an annual basis where I sign the contract and we come in. I have a team now we come in and we build up their mid-level leaders. So whether I come in and work with their women's group or I come in and work with their senior leadership training mm-hmm. departments, um, I come in with a few modules and um, my team can actually help level up their people because what's happening with companies during the great resignation is, you know, they're losing people. So I work on right. retention and engagement and making the like, basically making the workplace not suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's important um, though. Like people like will get burnt out, like not having a good work environment. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that background to help others. And I want people to quit if they're, if they hate it or make their job better so that they can enjoy it. Like to live, you know, I'm a hedonist. I want people to live life for all the ways in in which that it's supposed to be tasted, like tasted and, and I'm savored. Right. So um, I have pivoted the company in that way. And our hope is to move back to New York by the end of this year. Um, 
it's not five years, but we, we've been using litigation to kind of, you know, figure that out and fight it. And um, so hopefully we move back as a family in October. Um, that's like our goal. And also I'm pregnant. Um, <gasps> that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm like five and a half months pregnant and we'll have the baby here in Peru and it will be a dual citizen. Um, and we hope to, we bought our apartment in Peru. So we hope to live between Lima and in their summers and New York and in, um, you know, when it's nice there. Yes. And, yeah, winter. <laughs> I know I would love to avoid it. Um, <laughs> and that's, and now I'm just focusing on the business because as a small business owner, the primary caregiver of our family, I have to like make sure that I'm scaled for maternity leave and have a team that's built out for it and that I have the contracts in place. Yeah. Um, so I've been focusing on that uh, of late. This, like your story is so cool. Like you just like have pivoted in so many ways and it's, it can be hard and it's scary, but like you seem to like be doing like a really good job. Thank you. It was really scary and it was really hard. Like I yeah. was calling my mom and sisters and best friends crying, you know, the first six months that I was here, like, I want to come home. I want to get on a repatriate flight because they were, you couldn't just hop a flight back. You had to get a repat flight, which took like two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, that they would send Americans home essentially, um, or any foreigner home. And I was calling them crying and I was struggling and, you know, it was that resilience that like helps you power through yeah. these, these moments and, and the end game, right? Like, what did I want here? I wanted humility. Um, like I, I was losing, like I was losing, um, sight of what was important in New York. Yeah. So there was a, there's a humbling here. Um, the way people live is more humble. I'm way more in touch with my body, um, which I also needed. I was like out of it. I, I was almost like not listening to my intuition, not listening to my right. self. Um, and so I got these, these things here that I wouldn't otherwise have had if I didn't take a step away and also had it had, I'm an adventure seeker. So yeah. This is a, <laughs> This is the adventure I was going for, but it was harder than I guess I, I thought. Yeah, but of course. It's, it's all part of our story. I think if um I think if he was allowed in New York, I wonder if we would have stayed together. I wonder if like he entered my life in New York, the how fast paced it was. Um Yeah. And he's used that, to Peru. He's used to Lima and it's a little bit is it a little bit slower pace, you're saying? Absolutely. Such a yeah. slower rhythm of life. And not only that, but like, I'm super independent. And I think that if he was the one that was needy in the beginning, I don't know that I would have like been okay with that. Whereas when I moved here, I was the needy one and that worked yeah. better. And now we re-enter New York as a family and I, it's and like Deanna 2.0. Yeah. yeah. And you're strong and, and yeah. Like together, like as a couple. Yeah. yeah. We enter as a family. We don't enter as two separate individuals and even though people are individual and they always should be in a of independence, but um, it's different. So perhaps this happened because it wasn't meant to work that way. And um, this is the way that it was supposed to happen. Do I think I would have quit Pinterest and like left tech if this didn't happen? Maybe not, maybe not. Right. And like to realize a dream of having my own business and multiple streams of income and being able to, affect impact on people like really move them forward too yeah. um I don't know that I was always doing that 
It's yeah. And it's like, even though COVID was horrible and I would never, I wish we didn't have it, but it was almost like in certain ways, it made people realize like that life is short. And I think people start smelling the roses a little bit more. Yes. And I mean, it made people have to come to them to themselves. They had, they had the time to sit there and reflect and yeah. say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to sit at a nine to five anymore. Like, I don't want to work somewhere I hate. I don't want to be with this person that doesn't fulfill me. Like people had these like come yeah. these epiphanies. Um, and that was really cool to see that, but that's why so many people are resigning from companies and they're, they're calling it the great resignation. And, um, because people are like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to change my life. I want to design the life that I want. Right. And that's where I come in and I help them and I hold space for them as they, and like guide them to do that. And you don't even necessarily need someone to guide you to do it. You can do it by yourself, but a lot of people don't trust themselves. Right. And like like COVID kind of gave you those opportunities to be able to learn to trust yourself because like people that were like laid off or whatever, that didn't have a job, like they were able to take that time instead of rushing to find another job because a lot of jobs were just closed period. Yeah. Like without worrying about money per se. And at the risk of being like insensitive, because I didn't lose anyone to COVID, knock on wood, and I was yeah. super lucky. Um, yes, I also agree that there was a reset. You know, they call it the great reset in the way in which that people show up in the world and the way that, like, the labor force is going to work yeah. um, and what they're willing to put up with and, like, and what they're willing to do, how they're willing to be exploited as well. Um, and I'm glad. And I think companies are going to have to shift as well. Like you should, like companies will maybe learn to shift and have a more open mindset and not such a corporate mindset. And that's like what they're even, doing. That's why they would yeah. hire, that's, that's why they would hire a third party like myself to come in and, or, or my team rather to come in and help to build their people because they realize that what they're doing is not enough. Right. How, how's it been like doing your business? Like it's all at virtual, but like with your time differences. Like, how has it been like being able to manage? <laughs> it's been, it's been pretty easy. I'm on New York time right now. So I'm on, oh. so it seems like, yeah, because it's the other side of the world. You think it's like so different, but um, it's just straight down. So I think one of the reasons I was able to build the business is because the, the time difference isn't there. So I can just like wake up with my clients and go to sleep with my clients. And yeah. it's not like a 12 hour like time difference which is what I was thinking about in Australia if we went there, right? Yeah. So um, half of the year I'm in New York time and the other half of the year I'm in central time because we don't have a time change. We don't do daylight savings time here. Gotcha. So that's been awesome. Um, the biggest issue for me has been the Wi-Fi here in Peru. It's oh. really wonky. Um, so that's been annoying. But other than that, um, it's been great. I can operate. My business is headquartered out of, out of New York. I opened it like five days before I, I left this the five days before I fled New York I I thank God oh very cool yeah yeah like I HQ'd it there so um that was handled and then I could just run it as if I'm a New York business because I'm going to go back there and I have a headquarter there um which is so cool that's the way that the world is working and it opens yourself up to so many possibilities like my clients can be anywhere right and that's the other thing, like we, so originally I was going to move to Peru for six months and then we were going to move to Italy because once my husband got kicked out of the U.S., 
I realized that I could get an Italian passport. Um, oh. I'm, I'm Italian. Yeah, like I'm Italian American, and that's an option for Italian Americans if mm. if you can trace it. So I started the process. I talked my whole family into it. There's like 12 of us getting it, and I started that process. And so we were like, okay, we'll do Peru for six months and then move to Italy. And that also didn't work because then COVID happened and the the concerts yeah. um, are being really slow. Like we still don't even have that yet. But, okay. Um, but I think maybe if I was over there again, the time change, I couldn't have necessarily called on my clientele, which is in the United States, and right. on that time difference. Um, so our hope is to have, like, to eventually live between New York, um, Lima, and then some part of Europe, um, potentially like a, like a house in Tuscany or something like that in the future. And the good news is when I do get my Italian passport, the baby will be able to get it too. So we'll have that, like, yeah, like we'll get a chance to like span three continents. And that's really important to me because I do love Europe. And that's, that's the way that I've dreamed, dreamt about living my life. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I'm like excited for you. I'm going to have to follow your journey. (laughs) Thank you. Please do. I'm, I hope that we stay in touch, but yeah, I would love to. I I send out newsletters. Um, so I can, I can add you to that. And then of course my website, my Instagram, um, you can follow me at DFIG connects as is my Instagram. Um, and that's because I'm a connector. I love connecting people. And I think that that's like, the I think connection is the whole of life yeah like you and I right now being able to chat like this is is one of the more fulfilling pieces of being a human I know and it's like I love doing this it's like there'll be days like I'll be like tired or not in the mood to do an interview but I do it obviously I'm not going to cancel but like I, I I get so fulfilled after just because I get to like talk to somebody and I realize like their story and I can connect in certain ways and it's the best feeling yeah. What are some of your favorite like stories you've done or heard from other people? I've heard a lot of like mental health, like even people that have been like survivors of like abuse and it's like how they've overcome and they've become a coach or they're helping other people. And it's just so like amazing. I've had people with like chronic illnesses. I've even, then I've also met like people from like the reality TV, um, like from the bachelor, big brother that come on the podcast and you get to like see how they're all, everyone's just, we're all the same. We're all human at the end of the day. And they happen to go on a TV show, but the mental health is still there. Yeah. And ultimately we just like want to be seen. Yeah. And that's kind of what the podcast is. It's like, I love talking about all different kinds of topics. It's, I like business. We can talk about lifestyle, mental health, health and wellness. Like it's just, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. And opening a business is a whole nother like thing that I didn't think I was going to, not, not that I didn't know I was going to deal with that, but now I like, I'm in these entrepreneur groups and I'm figuring out like paid family leave and I'm understanding what a maternity leave is going to look like for a small business owner yeah. and like figuring all of that out and navigating all of that. I, and also I'd love to invite you to this. I host a women in small business roundtable every once a month, the first Tuesday of every month. Very um, cool. So Yeah, I'd love to invite you to that. But like that piece is a journey that I wasn't expecting as well, like of being like, okay, what does it mean to be independent in the United States? Because that's who makes up the majority of our business, right? Like there's there's major corporations, but then a lot of people are independent and um, people don't realize that because we think that we often grow up and think that you have to join a company, work for them for 
20 years and then, and then retire. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to, we can be independent and the world is moving toward a gig economy um, where people are getting paid for their specialties, right. Mm-hmm. On what apps like Fiverr, Upwork, all these right. apps that you can like get these people for their specialties and the things you, you want to outsource. Right. Yeah. Um, so the business ownership part has been a, a pleasant surprise of like learning how what's available for us out there and um, how to also network with and and get um, energy from other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we're going to pivot a little. Um, I like to play a game with all my guests. Um, it's five rapid fire questions. It's a little bit about you. So the first okay. one is like, what's your favorite drink? Uh, wine. <laughs> and I miss it so much. Red wine, red yeah. wine, um, specifically from either Argentina or California. I love a nice full bodied Cabernet. Okay. I'm more of like a white wine or like a rosé, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. But, but wine is good. Um, what's your favorite TV show or movie? Oof. Um, I guess some of my favorite movies would be like Love Actually or Babel or Crash. Um, I love the movies that show the different elements from different people's perspectives, but in the yeah. end, they're all connected. Um, yes. Yeah. Like so Valentine's Day. Three. There was Valentine's yes. Day. Um, I think there's like Mother's Day now. There was one recent, a couple years ago. Yeah, and it just it's shows like that everyone, we're all connected and yeah. everything you do has an impact on potentially another person that you wouldn't otherwise know about. Right. Um, what is like, do you have any words of advice to your younger self? Oh my God. I would probably tell myself to stop worrying so much about what everyone else thought. Um, and more over, um, no one like cares. No one cares about what you're doing. Like really, yeah. I would say no one's paying attention to you. So you think so much that everyone is yeah, caring exactly. about what you're doing, but don't worry about it because they're all caught up in themselves. Exactly. I'm learning that too now. So I'm kind of being more like out there because I'm like, people don't really care. It's like, yeah. So I'm not being so afraid. That is, see, that's a huge one. That's a huge one. And and having a podcast, especially like this, it's already being brave. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. Um, Five words to describe yourself. Oh my God. Let's see. Ambitious. Um, Fun. Um, perseverant, dedicated, and, um, independent. I like it. And the last one is what does success mean for you? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, it means freedom. Success means freedom, freedom to do what you want, whether it be during the day, um, with money. So enough money to have that freedom. Yeah. Um, and being able to travel, not being kind of tied to a desk. So success is freedom. Yeah. I love that. Um, so this is the end of our show, but thank you so much for coming on. I love talking to you. I loved hearing all about your business and your story. Um, where can people find you? Um, so people can find me at my website or my Instagram. So that's at deep connects. Um, and you know, deep you can set up a discovery call if you'd like me to come into your business and um, and give a workshop or give us, you know, speak or coach you um, and DM me. I always love to chat. 
Um, and I like to connect with others and kind of see what you're up to. So if you're interested in or compelled by any part of my story, even just being an expat or something like that, I would love to chat with you. Thank you for asking. Of course. All right. Well, this was another episode of Hey Alexa, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.